Luke chapter 2, verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus, Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to him, gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, because I bring you good, no good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Because today in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with an angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. This is the word of God for the people of God. seated. So I have a question. Have you ever been in awe? Have you ever been in awe? There's a couple different ways that that can be communicated. One is, oh, that is awesome. Right? Or it could be out of bashful embarrassment. Oh, shucks. It could be awful. Right? Um, or you got something like, oh man, that usually follows something like, watch this. Right? We've all seen that. We've all been there. We, we may have said that. But there's a, several different types of awe. 
Maybe you're thinking of when you said your wedding vows. What is your awe moment in a positive light? Maybe it's the time you landed a dream job. Maybe you've met a celebrity that was just amazing and you were just awestruck. Maybe it was... Um, uh, turbojet 427, right? Mm-hmm, 1970, Mustang Boss. Maybe it was the most beautiful pumpkin roll you've ever seen. See? Okay, now, now we're getting somewhere. You know, it, it, there's so many things that could put you in awe. It could be a sunset that you seen, have seen. It could be a, a landscape. It could be some of the most beautiful music that you've ever heard that just stops your world and you're amazed and in awe of what you've heard. This morning we read about shepherds who were in awe. Something that they had never seen before came across their path. There's many of these references in Scripture. There is a, an emotion of awe that plays a, a central role in the Bible. Jesus rebuked the wind. The disciples described it as being in fear and amazement in Luke chapter 8. The women who went to the empty tomb described it, were described as with, with trembling and bewilderment out of Luke 16. Those that were first filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2 were described as amazed and perplexed. Saul's companions were speechless when Jesus appeared. They were awestruck in Acts chapter 9. There's several things that have taken our breath away in life. We have been in awe of those things. What is your awe God moment? When have you just been put on your knees in astonishment of who God is? Well, you know, Ian, you just talked about all these things in Scripture about the angels showed up in the middle of the night, Jesus showing up being filled with the Holy Spirit and the actions and stuff. You know, Ian, I'm, I haven't seen any of that. But yet, church, we are surrounded by God's fingerprints every day. The heavens may have never opened. You may never have heard an audible voice. Does that mean that we can't be in awe of who God is? Absolutely not. There are things that have happened in each one of our lives that God has well had His hand in, and too often we walk away from those situations with questions and wondering, well, was that? Is it? Could it have been? It is God's desire to draw us so closely into who He is that we see Him all the time. We understand that He's communicating with us all the time. 
<clears throat> there is a point of seeing the awesomeness of who God is and being in awe of who God is. And then the next step is you have to make a decision. Are you going to accept that that's who it is or not? Because if we don't accept that, then it just gets filed away as another coincidence. That's not something that the Lord enjoys, to be quite honest. We can relate that to our own children at points, and they can go, well, you know, was that really Dad that said to do this, this, or that? Or was Dad really showing that to me? Well, I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. And the whole time Dad's standing there watching this conversation going, Son, if you don't know my voice at this point in time, we're going to have to teach a lesson. We have to share something with you that's going to ingrain it into your mind that I am your father and I am engaged in your life. And God is doing that for us on a consistent basis. It's one of the things that I absolutely loved about this morning during our prayer time. Do you realize we had more time and spent more time talking about the praises of what God has done than we did requests? Now, I, I'm... To be very, very honest, and this is an honest question because I think we really have to look at this. When is the last time that happened in our churches? It's rare, isn't it? And because it's rare, then we have to sit back and go, God is doing His work. God is doing His work in His people, and that needs to be celebrated. And we're doing that. But how awesome is that? Even what we read this morning um, out of with our um, lighting our candles. Behold, may our eyes be open. Open my eyes that we may behold your glory. Do we know what we said? When is the last time that you sat in front of the Creator of all and said, Open my eyes? God, open my eyes that I may behold your glory. Do you know what that means? Be prepared to describe a situation in your life with these words. Fear, amazement, trembling, bewildered, amazed, perplexed, speechless, Open my eyes, God, so that I may behold your glory. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? At points, and just again, to be very honest, there's points when I want to go, you know what, maybe I, maybe I didn't want to say that. Because I can read what that means. And there's another part of me, though, that is just like, man, I want that with everything I've got. I want that. I want to see His glory. I want to be put down on my knees under the weight of who He is. I desire that so much. So yes, open my eyes that I would behold Your glory. Friday evening, I'm driving home. Drive past this lady's house. Clearly, the thought goes through my mind, go back to the church, fill up a box full of food, set it on her front porch. Now, 
Has anybody have thoughts like that? Right? You can go, well, that's just a random thought that crossed my mind. Okay. Let's, let's address the word random. Is that God's heart? Yes. Did Jesus more than once provide food to people in need? Yes. Is it possible that Jesus knows that situation better than I do? Oh yeah, yeah. Without question. Would the enemy prompt me to go feed a family? No. So we can even look at all of this logically and go through this whole thing and go, you know, was it just me? Because the flesh side of me, we had been here all day. Ian was tired. Ian was ready to be home. Ian was hungry. I could talk about Ian all day too, and that's not going to get us anywhere. But the fact of the matter is, if that thought comes through my mind, who's talking to me? God is the Spirit that lives in me because that statement, that sentence that He gave me, drips with His character. Doesn't it? So, I have a choice. I get to the end of the road. I can go right to go home. I can go left to come back to the church. Right? What am I going to do? We go left. Come back to the church. Put stuff together. Drop it off. Send a note. Here's what's going on. Just want to let you know that this is on your doorstep. Note comes back. You're not going to believe this. That's what the note says. You'll believe this, but you're not going to believe this, Ian. <clears throat> I have been desiring specific things that I put in that box. Now, as I'm downstairs collecting things, and those of you who have been downstairs, you understand how much we got to choose from, right? It's crazy. But it was a small box, and it was specific things. I have been wanting X, but I haven't had the money. I've got plenty of this and this, but I was really asking the Lord, was there any way that I could get this? Specific things, church. So, that was confirmation. Amazing thing, neat thing, really wonderful to see. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to me. Thank you for allowing me to be used in this. Thank you for showing me your hand. Thank you for showing me your fingerprints. Thank you for taking care of and, and sharing all that you blessed us with with these others in need. God is constantly moving at work. And we get to be a part of that. For us to engage and be a part of the awesomeness of who God is and what He's doing, and for us to engage that, we did the first step this morning. Ask Him. Ask Him. Open my eyes that I may behold Your glory. Ask Him that I can see Your awesomeness. These things that happen in Scripture, I would love to be a part of those. 
But understand that you're giving God permission to inject Himself into your life how He sees fit. And it's okay. This is where we get concerned. But I can tell you, the safest place that you can be is in the palm of His hand. We may not be understanding everything that goes on, but the safest place that you can be is with Him. And allowing Him to step into our lives. The other part of of seeing His fingerprints around us is to know Him. Is to know Him. Is to know His character. There are so many things that we know about one another. And even that during this time, you know, we're, we, we may be out buying gifts for something, and they may, somebody may have never told you what they want for Christmas, but you go to a store thinking about what do they like, who are they, what is this, what is their character like, you know what, I think they would love this, do they like llamas, yes, they like llamas, you know, whatever it may be. But you're thinking through who that person is, and you're looking for something that matches their character. It's the same way with God. We live our lives. We drive down the streets. We walk into restaurants, into stores. We walk into church. All of these things. Are you seeing His character? Because it's everywhere. And when we see His character, that means that we're engaging Him. And then the thoughts come. And most times we can go, well, you know what, I know me, and I know that's not my thought, because I wouldn't think that way. But it's something that shows clearly God's character, and when it does, we have to grab it. We have to embrace it, and we get to be a part of it. The next is step out in faith. Because you're going to hear some things, or you're going to understand some things, a thought's going to come through your mind that you're going to go, you know what, I know that's not me, because I would never do something like that. Because that out there, that's not in my safe spot. That takes me beyond who I think I am. That takes me beyond what I'm, I, I think I can handle. But that's also where He puts Himself on display. Do you see that? I know we could all think of numerous things. One of my more recent ones was driving past the radio station on the hill. Get this thought. Maybe you could do 60-second spots up there. Take your midweek uplift that you do and do 60-second spots. And how is that going to get paid for? Because this may be good looking, but this ain't going to pay for it. Right? But what, what, that's what we do. You know, we end up in those situations and we go, what are my resources to make this happen? Don't we? It can be everything from looking in my bank account. Do I have the money to do it? Do I have the knowledge to do it? Let me, let me flip through my, my contacts and see if I know somebody that can help me do it. We take what God tells us and what He shares with us, what He wants to do, and all we do is we turn around and we grab our tiny little resources and we hand it back to Him and go, I'm sorry, God, no, I just don't have enough. And He's like, son, 
This is not about you. This is not about your resources. This is about me putting myself, my resources, my ability, my awesomeness on display through you. Will you step out? So I made the phone call. Didn't know how I was going to pay for it. At all. Had enough to do the first month. Launched into it. A friend of mine calls me. Hey man, I hear what you're doing. Yep. He said, I tell you what. For the first year, I'll cover whatever you can. Just keep doing it. Well, that was three of the four stations. Another buddy of mine hears that there's a four station out there that's not getting it. He's like, look man, I'll put the first six months up. Get on the four station. So now, every Monday, we touch 17 counties with 60 seconds to say, God loves you. There's something that God has for you. Amazing, isn't it? Not me. But, I can look back and I look at that situation and I'm like, I'm in awe. I'm in awe of what He's doing. I look at our singspiration. I am in awe. Keep in mind, we're, we're in this, this little area right here that's got less than 5,000 people. Now I understand that there's reach and there's stretch, but, but for God to continue to move that reach, that means that He wants to show Himself. And will you hear what He's saying, understand what He's saying, or, or be able to receive what He's communicating to us and step out and do those things. If you want to see His awesomeness and behold His glory, He will open your eyes and give you the opportunity. Step out in faith. Last, believe. Believe. When the thought come, came through my mind about the food, I could take that thought and, and pick it up and look at it from every angle and go, you know what, that's got God's character on it, right? Did I hear an audible voice? No. But I believe that God wanted me to do that. I believe it. Well, what have you seen? What's... It's not about what you see. It's not. God even told Thomas, I think it's John chapter 20. Blessed are those who believe and have not seen. Blessed are those who believe and have not seen. So when we look at a situation or some type of, of communication comes from the Lord to our hearts, and we see His character in that communication, church, you've got nothing to lose. You've got nothing to lose. What you have to gain is obedience, opportunity for another go-round, because you know what? It's, it's like at work. If, if there is an employee that does the things that they should do, 
Then let's say they take it a step further. And they get to know you as their boss or their superior or, or whatever, or even a co-worker. But they understand you and they, and, they, and they understand your heart. And they understand the way that you like things done. And though it's not required, they do it anyway. How much more value do you see in that person? It's the same way even with our children. If our children just go the extra mile, then you want to engage more. The Lord sees it the same way. You are seen as a faithful child. And if you are faithful with the small things, what does the Bible say? He will give you greater things. But it's all about relationship. And if the Lord can speak to me about dropping some food off to a family and finds me faithful in doing that, then guess what? I get to do more. I get to do more. And quite honestly, it can get addicting. Because you end up living in this flow of the Holy Spirit. Oftentimes described as, as living waters, flowing waters. Even that it will bubble up out of you. But when you step out in faith, in accordance to God's character and what He has showed you, and believe that you are about the Father's business, just like Jesus said when He was 12, then you are faithful. And He will bless you. And bless you. And bless you. And you will be a blessing to others. Because as that happens, that Holy Spirit, that river of water, bubbles up inside of you. And it rises to the surface. And when you walk into places, you are then the glowing presence of the Holy God. And you know what? That's attractive. It's attractive. People want to be around that. They want to know about that. They want that to be a part of their life. And we get to do it. And we get to do it. All of that puts you in wonder. It puts you in a state of awe. And who is this amazing God who has seen fit to call on me to be a part of His kingdom? To show Him to those around me and to be a blessing to those who need it. We get to watch God move, and we get to see His fingerprints. Open my eyes that I may behold Your glory. Father, Lord God, I thank You for this day that You've given us. This time to understand that You desire to show Yourself to us, um, to put us in awe about who You are, that we might find great joy and peace in that. And Father, that we can be Your conduit. We can be a light that shines in the darkness for others. Father, thank You for loving us. And God, I thank You for blessing us. Lord, You go beyond what we deserve. And Father, we thank You for it. We thank You for loving us. 
But Father, I pray and I ask for each one here, myself included, that there would just be that moment, that time where we see your fingerprints, that you put us in awe over who you are. Father, I pray that you just also deepen our passion to know you and to know your character so that we can see you, that we can hear you, that we can, can feel you and understand that you are a part of our lives and that you're leading us and that you're guiding us. Father, we love you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.